Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's up, people? You already know what it is. This week I am talking about Prince giving him my own little tribute, and I am talking about Beyonce's lemonade. Do the drop. up listeners welcome to another episode of thinking outside the boombox my name is Ahmad and I am your host so we lost a great one we lost a legend Prince died um, this past week and so you know I felt it was only right to give Prince a little tribute now Prince you know he wasn't my generation he wasn't my generation's icon. So, you know, I wasn't as attached to Prince as most people that I know. You know, I didn't know, you know, as much music as I should have. He was always somebody on the list of people, of artists, of legends that I, you know, wanted to discover, wanted to get more into. Um, and so, you know... It didn't make sense for me to come on here and, you know, really, you know, talk about Prince like I knew him or like I knew his music because, you know, I got to be honest, I really didn't. You know, I knew the hits, but, you know, I didn't know no Prince. So what I've decided to do as a tribute, um, I got my vinyl out, my record player. Um, shout out to my dad. Um, through him, I've inherited three Prince um, vinyl records, and I decided to put, um, put on Around the World in a Day, and let that play in the background, get that good Prince, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some of the tributes, um, that celebrities and people who, you know, were, um, who did grow up on Prince, some of the wonderful tributes that, you know, they've released over the past week. Um, 
because they knew him better than I did. And so all I can do is learn, you know, through them, you know, just how great Prince is. So I'm going to read a few, um, a few of these tributes and I'm going to start with Frank Ocean. So Frank Ocean posted this on his blog. He said, I'm not even going to say rest in peace because it's bigger than death. I never met the man. I was too nervous the one time I saw him. And I never saw him play live, regrettably. I only know the legends I've heard from folks and what I've heard and seen from his deep catalog of propellant, fearless, virtuosic work. My assessment is that he learned early on how little value to assign to someone else's opinion of you. An infectious sentiment that seems soaked into his clothes, his hair, his walk, his guitar, and his primal scream. He wrote my favorite song of all time, When You Were Mine. It's a simple song with a simple melody that makes you wish you thought of it first, even though you never would have. A flirtatious brand of genius that feels approachable. He was a straight black man who played his first televised set in bikini bottoms and knee-high heeled boots. Epic. He made me feel more comfortable with how I identify sexually simply by his display of freedom from and irreverence for obviously archaic ideas like gender conformity, etc. He moved me to be more daring and intuitive with my own, work by his demonstration. His denial of the prevailing model, his fight for his intellectual property, slave written across the forehead, name changed to a symbol, an all-out rebellion against exploitation, a vanguard and genius by every metric I know of who affected many in a way that will outrun oblivion for a long while. I'm proud to be a Prince fan, stand for life. The next one comes from Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake said, It was Raspberry Beret. I was four years old. Yes, four. I remember that I instantly loved it. Mommy, who was that singing? Seems weird, but it's true. More than a once-in-a-lifetime artist, just a once-in-forever artist. I'm still in shock as I write this, and I feel this overwhelming grief. But we should all turn away from that and honor this musician that changed all of our lives, our perspectives, our feeling, our whole being. From another planet? Probably. Royalty? For sure. Us-worthy? Laughable. They say don't meet your idols, that they let you down. But some of my greatest funniest yes he was hilarious and most prolific encounters and conversations about music came from the moments that i spent with him it would be silly to say that he has inspired our music it's beyond that he's somewhere within every song i've ever written i am sad but i will smile when i think of every second that i had the fortune of being in his company we have lost our greatest living musician but his music will never die prince nothing compares The next one comes from Barack Obama himself. Barack said, Today the world lost a creative icon. Michelle and I joined millions of fans from around the world in mourning the sudden death of Prince. Few artists have influenced the sound and trajectory of popular music more distinctly or touched quite so many people with their talent. As one of the most gifted and prolific musicians of our time, Prince did it all. Funk, R&B, rock and roll, He was a virtuoso instrumentalist. 
instrumentalist, sorry, a brilliant band leader and an electrifying performer. A strong spirit transcends rules, Prince once said, and nobody's spirit was stronger, bolder, or more creative. Our thoughts and prayers are with his family, his band, and all who loved him. Um, SNL did a pretty great tribute. Um, if you got a DVR or if you, you know, can look back on that, Jimmy Fallon hosted it and they, you know, showed a lot of the times Prince performed on SNL and even at the 40th anniversary, they showed un, like never before seen footage of his performance at the after party. Um, Prince's photographer said, before the last show I photographed, I left a handwritten note for Prince on the table in his dressing room. I told him how I'd never have believed that the kid in Ohio watching Prince perform Purple Rain at the 1985 American Music Awards on TV would someday be living his dream photographing Prince on tour. I thanked him for the opportunity. Prince didn't say anything to me before the show or after the show, so I was worried that he didn't get the note. But at 4 a.m. as the night was winding down, he put his arm around me and said, thanks for your note. That put me right to go on stage tonight. You make art. These aren't photos, it's art. That was one of the best things anyone has ever said to me. As a photographer, I don't get feedback or validation very often, so to hear that from one of my heroes was huge for me. Prince never shared most of the photos I took of him during this tour. By the third show, he said that he wanted to keep the photos for himself rather than send them out on wire image. At the end of the tour, he told me that the photos were art and needed to be shared, so he picked a few from each show to send to wire image. By then, the tour was already over, so the photos weren't seen by many people, and Prince kept the rest in his personal collection. A number of news agencies have called me asking if I have unpublished photos of Prince. I do. I have tens of thousands of them, but they aren't mine to share. Um, and the last one I'm going to read is from Neo. So Neo said... I don't feel like I knew him well enough to feel the way I feel. But then, it speaks to the music and the power of the music. Through the music, we become family. Like Prince was a musical father to me. Through the power of creativity and melody, we were family. So I genuinely feel like I lost a member of my family today. There was an outpour of celebrities um, expressing their love, their thanks, their respect for Prince. Um... The Ringer, which is Bill Simmons' um, website, um, they put out a newsletter and they had three very awesome pieces about Prince. I'll put that link in the description. Um, you know, the world shut down and, you know, everybody expressed their thanks um, for Prince and what he meant to them. And, you know, the one thing I can do now um, is to dig more into his collection and you know, use this time to learn more about Prince's music and learn more about why everyone loved and respected Prince so much. You know, I didn't know much about him, but it is very clear to see that he meant a lot to music and to people in general. So the song of the week for this week is Raspberry Beret by Prince. Um... You know, it's really hard to find Prince's music. Um, I know it's all on title. Um, other than that, you might have to go digging for some physical copies. But um, 
Raspberry Beret is one of the few songs um, that I did really know by Prince, and it's a great song. Um, so that's the song of the week for this week. Um, check it out. Check out more Prince's music if you can. Um, rest in power to Prince. Um, I look forward to hearing more of his music and seeing what's really good. Um, after a short break, we'll be right back with the Press Play segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um, let's jump right into the press play segment. So, ASAP Ferg dropped um, his sophomore album, Always Strive and Prosper. Um, came out last Friday. The album is very, very dope. Um, you know, it, it sees Ferg, you know, really exploring a lot of different styles. Um, his first album, Shaba, um, or sorry, that's not, that's the name of the single. Um, Trap Lord, you know, was very, you know, Harlem and very New York. And, you know, it had a lot of, you know, trap beats and a lot of, you know, a lot of the sound that, you know, that came out of ASAP Mob, a lot of the sound that, you know, we're used to from them. But Always Strive and Prosper really cemented Ferg as the most unpredictable member of ASAP Mob. You know, he was already kind of, you know, different. You know, he was the guy that was out here doing Bone Thug, Bone Thugs and Harmony, like melodies and stuff in his music. Um, But, you know, in this album, he's digging into a lot of things, very eclectic Um album as far as the sounds and the styles um he's got a song you know with skrillex called hungry ham um then there's the street anthem new level with future which has been tearing up the charts um then you got a song called i love you with ty dollar sign and chris brown he's got a song with rick ross uh got a song with schoolboy q he teams up with Big Sean to do A World Is Mine, which is a song that was very much in Big Sean's lane. Um, he ends the album with a song called Grandma. There's skits interwoven in between um, the songs that really tell a story. Um, you know, this album seemed easy for him. It was easy for him to flow in between these different styles of music and everything uh, flowed really well. It was very cohesive. The skits were great. Um, ASAP Ferg, um, not to say that he's distanced himself from the ASAP mob, but as far as, you know, him being just a member of the mob, he's distanced himself from that reality. You know, he's his own artist, and he's really delivering quality work. And I urge you to check out Always Strive and Prosper. Um, it's on iTunes, Spotify. I'll put the link in the description. Um, but ASAP first, he, he killed it. It's a great, great project. 
Um, moving right along. Drake. <laughs> the next few things are about Drake, actually. Drake revealed um, the album cover for Views or Views from the Six. Um, There's been a little confusion about whether the name was changed to Views, but, you know, we'll find that out this Friday. Um, The album drops in two days. Um, But, yeah, it features Drake sitting on top of Toronto's tallest building, the CN Tower. Um, You know, it's probably some amazing views from up there. Um, Of course, it was Photoshopped. Um, There was a lot of... I won't say controversy, but people wondering if was, he was actually all the way up on the tower. But it was just a very, very good Photoshop job. Um, not only did Drake reveal the album cover, Drake announced a tour. The Summer 16 tour is Drake and Future featuring Roy Woods, Division, and more special guests. Um, tickets go on sale Friday, so same day the album drops. Tickets go on sale um, and he's hitting a lot of cities. It's starting in Austin. He's going to Dallas, Kansas City, St. Paul. Two shows in Chicago, two in Toronto, two in New York. Um, there's two in Houston, two in Los Angeles. Um, Las Vegas getting show is getting a show. Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to my alma mater. You all are getting a show. Um, Atlanta. You know all of the all of the major cities. So. Definitely hit up Ticketmaster on Friday to try and get you some um, tickets. I'll put the you know, link to the dates and stuff in the description. But um, you don't want to miss this. Drake, Future, Roy Woods, Division. It's going to be an amazing tour. And you know this album is, is so soon. Two more days and who knows what he has in store for us. It's going to be a good week. Um, more on Drake. Um... He is um, having a big interview with Zane Lowe, and he's premiering it on OVO Sound Radio this upcoming Saturday. So, you know, this weekend is just all Drake. The album drops, tickets go on sale for the tour, OVO Sound Radio the next day. He's premiering an interview with Zane Lowe, which should be great. Um, We're in for a treat. We really are. Um, You know, that's all I have for you for the Press Play segment this week. Really really want to jump into um lemonade because you know it's beyonce so let's jump right into that the dig deeper segment let's talk about beyonce's latest release so where to start um beyonce you know let's let's go back a little bit let's jump back to um right before the super bowl so the day before the Super Bowl, Beyonce dropped Formation, um, the video, and you know the song. Um, and the next day was the Super Bowl where she was performing with Coldplay, and she performed Formation. Right after her performance, she announced the Formation tour. Now, Beyonce has toured. I t- spoke about this last week. Beyonce has toured. Um. Uh, without an album before she did it with the Mrs. Uh Carter World Tour. Um, but this is different. This is different. Um, I feel like we just got her self-titled album, even though it was the end of 2013. Um, and it just you know she already toured that music on the On the Run tour. It didn't make sense to me that a new album wasn't coming. 
So, you know, we hadn't heard anything. The tour starts this weekend. It's like, well, maybe an album isn't coming. Then she announced that she would be releasing an HBO world premiere special called Lemonade. There were trailers. It looked like it might have been a horror film, going to be a docu-series, whatever. So Saturday came, and Beyonce shut everything down. So Lemonade is an album. It is, you know, a visual album. So the HBO special was similar to what she did with her self-titled album where every song had a music video. Um, You know, she made the album into a movie, an hour-long feature, Lemonade. So we were introduced to her album through this, her album through this feature. And it was dope. There's so much to talk about. So, the album was controversial because the entire album tells a story and it kind of tells a story about a relationship. And, you know, this doesn't seem to be creative fiction here. It seemed very personal. From the go, like I'd say maybe you know, halfway through the first song, it seemed very personal. Um, And the album is Beyonce detailing, you know, how Jay-Z may have been unfaithful, um, and then all the emotions and the steps that came from that began to play out um, through the music. Um, So Beyonce is, you know, has always lived a very private life. We don't really know much about her at all, her and Jay-Z's relationship. What we do know, um, Jay-Z got beat up by Solange in an elevator um, a while back over something. We don't know what. We never found out. We probably never will. Um, But that was like a clue that something was going on. Um, But this album really, really laid it out. So the best way to go about this Um, is to talk about it song by song. So, it starts with Pray You Catch Me. Now, Pray You Catch Me is basically a song where Beyonce, you know, you know, starts talking about her suspicions that something's going on in her relationship. This song sets the tone for the entire album. You know, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, oh man, what is this album about to be about? You know, many people, Twitter was lit when this special was airing. Many people were talking about like, yo, is Beyonce really about to air her, you know, divorce on HBO? Like, is all that happened? Because that's been a rumor for a while that they were getting divorced, yada, yada. But this song sets the tone. Now, the song um, was um, written by Beyonce as well as James Blake. And James Blake has such a huge influence on this song. The entire song has his style all over it. Like, the arrangement of it, you know, the way Beyonce sings it, you can really hear his influence. But yeah, she's basically, on the on this song, you know, introducing, like, yo, um, there's some, I have suspicions that something's going on in this relationship. I'm hoping that, you know, you see that I'm suspicious so you can, you know, catch me before you know, I fall out of this whole thing. Um, And it's, you know, it's a great start. 
um, to what we're really about to get into in the next song, which is called Hold Up, is this, um, you know, kind of upbeat, playful song, but it's also very serious at the same time. So I think there are different parts where the song by itself really helps explain and helps you understand things more than the the video, the visual she gave. And then sometimes the visual really helps more. Um, they really play off of each other and they're like, they kind of are like two separate things. Like the the album itself, I feel like tells more of a story sometimes, like in her words and stuff than the actual visuals. But in this case, the visual was spot on. It features Beyonce walking around the streets with a bat, like beating people's cars and like hitting cameras and looking real fierce. And the song, she's basically talking about like, hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Like, can't you see that there's no other man above you? What a way to treat the girl that loves you. Um, So it's like, you know, it's an ode to Jay-Z. And it's like, look, like, what are you doing? Like, can't you see that, you know, nobody's riding for you like me? Like, what you're doing, whatever you're doing... Because I know it's something, you know, you need to stop because, you know, I'm the one, I'm the one for you. And, you know, she said, what's worse, looking jealous or crazy? Um, And she's like, but I've been walked all over, so I'd rather be crazy. Like, this is Beyonce saying, like, yo, I know what's up and you need to quit it because it's about to get serious. Um. And in this song, you know, she did a lot of samples. She sampled Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Maps song. She sampled Soldier Boy's, probably the biggest win he got. I won't say sample. She interpolated um, both of their their lyrics. Um, probably the biggest win Soldier Boy's got in a while. Um, but yeah, so this was a, you know, a pretty interesting song. And it's a complete flip um, from what the next song is. So the next song... It's called Don't Hurt Yourself. Um, this song was co-written by Jack White, the legend, Jack White. And his style all over the song. Um, what's interesting is there were a few features um, on the project and each of them really influenced the song. Like the song are perfect for them. And, you know, to get a feature on a Beyonce album, you know, she's choosing the best people and, you know, you got to come with your best work. And that's what they all did. They all fit the scheme and the theme perfectly. So this song is like a rock, rage, empowering anthem. Like Beyonce is basically like, okay, Jay, since you want to cheat, since you want to step out, I'm going to tell you what's up. Uh, some of the lyrics are, um, keep your money, I got my own, get a bigger smile on my face, being alone. Um, she said, who the F do you think I is? You ain't married to no average bitch boy. Like, she she came out the gate, like, blazing, blazing. Um, Jack White does the hook. He's his style is all through the song. It's it's a rock song through and through, bluesy rock really. Um, and one of the things, uh, one of my friends who's really into rock um, and is a huge Jack White fan told me that 
yo, Jack White's style is all over this song. Like, this was a true collaboration because Beyonce is really incorporating Jack White's style and taking it and running with it. Um, Some more stuff she says in this is... um, um, She says, I'm the dragon breathing fire. Beautiful mane, I'm the lion. Beautiful man, I know you're lying. I am not broken, I'm not crying. So this is Beyonce saying, look, okay, that's fine. You want to step out, you want to do this and that and the other... That's cool, because I'm going to be me, and I ain't tripping over it. Like, your loss is basically what this song is saying. She's like, your loss, I'm going to do me, I'm going to bounce to the next thing. Um, The next song, which is called Sorry, <laughs> further enforces that point where she's like, um, it, it's basically a breakup song. And, you know, you know most of this album really gives voice to, you know, I think something that, you know, isn't really seen in music. Like, there hasn't been, you know, really an album or something, you know, talking about something that women, and really everybody, but um, from the perspective of this album, women go through all the time. You know, people stepping out, um you left to pick up the pieces, you know, the emotions that come with that. And Beyonce, Beyonce, what she did is say, look, I'm not perfect. Like, my relationship isn't perfect. She took this album and said, look, here's what happened in my relationship, but here's what you got to do when stuff like that happens. I'm cool. Like, even though there are these broken parts in my relationship, she realized her her worth she realized her self-worth and realized that she's gonna be fine regardless regardless um and that was the theme that i think that was huge throughout the entire album but um sorry which is the breakup song is you know is is really is really reckless and you know it's basically you know it's equivalent i would say to, you know, into one of these songs that, you know, these rappers spew where they're talking about, like, yo, I don't need a woman, I got all of these hoes, yada, yada, yada. This is like a version of that. Um, you know, it's like a sorry, not sorry attitude, um, like with the no pun intended. Like, she doesn't care about any apologies. She's moving on to some better things. Um yeah, like it's, you know, and this was just an interesting thing. Like in Beyonce's last album, self-titled, you know, she surprised us with, you know, all of this like sexuality that was being, um, that was being portrayed in the music and, you know, all of this like blatant sexual themes and, you know, you know, their marriage was a big part of it and how like, you know, sexual their marriage was, you know, all of these different parts that we hadn't seen from Beyonce. And in this album, it took a different spin. And it's like, look, that marriage I just talked about on the last album, you know, it it was in ruins. And, you know, this is the, the story about how I had to get through that and what I did to stay on top. Um, Jay-Z was messing up. He really was. Um, but the... 
the album tells a story and that story does have an ending and it does, you know, crescendo to something happier. And you can hear that as you go from song to song. Um, so after Sorry uh, was a song called Six Inch with um, The Weeknd. Um, and, you know, at face value, it kind of sounds like a stripper anthem. Like, um, she says, six inch heels, she walked in the club like nobody's business. Goddamn, she murdered everybody, and I was her witness. You know, she stack her money everywhere she goes. Um, she got them commas and them decimals. She don't have to give it up because she professional. Um, but at the end of the day, it seems like it's a bigger symbol for how Beyonce worked for everything she had in life. And now she's going to flaunt it. This is another song that was really about women empowerment. And that's a big theme in the entire album. And, you know, that's that was a thing we really should have expected from Formation, but in a different way. What I expected was something like that. A lot of, like, songs like Formation, but, you know, Formation is the last song on the track, and it comes after she unveils all of these relationship struggles she's been dealing with that we were kind of unaware of. Um, but, you know, the theme remains that, like, look how empowered I am through all of this you all can do the same. Um, so yeah, Weekend comes through, kills it. Um, they definitely play off of each other um, really well. So then um, comes the next flip. Um, after Six Inches, a song called Daddy Lessons. And it's pretty much like a, it's a country song. You know, it's a song about Beyonce's childhood and, you know, the lessons that her father taught her and how, you know, use that gun to protect your family and there's going to be men out here, men like Jay-Z, that you can't trust. Um, and, you know, it also kind of, you know, puts a um, puts a little perspective and a little comparison between Jay-Z and um, Beyonce's father because... Um, Beyonce's father and her mother split up like five years ago um, for reasons that we won't get into. But number one, this is a great country song. Beyonce just went up and did a country song and it's fantastic. Like it could easily make it to the top of the country charts. Um and it's another thing we haven't seen before. Like, I haven't really seen Beyonce do a rock song, but she did this song with Jack White. It's fantastic. She decided to do this um, this country song. It's fantastic. You know, Beyonce is continuing to push boundaries and show that she is unstoppable. There's nothing she can't do. Um, so after... Um, Daddy Lessons, this is where the album really takes a turn for me. So the second half of the album, like I've listened to the album probably seven, eight, maybe nine times since it's come out. 
And like the past like three or four times, I've started it at the last half because I just think the transitions from there to the end are fantastic. So after Daddy Lessons is a song called Love Drought. And this is kind of where you can see the story kind of take a turn. So in the first half, it's like, yo, you creeping. Like, you don't think I know, but I do. And yo, why you doing this? I'm the one that's for you. And yo, that's how you feel. I'm out of here. I don't need you. Yada, yada. My daddy taught me not to mess with niggas like you anyway. But now, when we get to Love Drought, which was produced by Beyonce and Mike Dean. Shout out to Mike Dean. Um, You know, it's kind of like a plea. You know, and, you know, she starts it off by saying 10 times out of 9, I know you're lying. But 9 times out of 10, I know you're trying. So I'm trying to be fair. And you're trying to be there and to care. So this seems like the relationship is at a point where, you know, they're trying to reconcile. Like they're trying to, you know, make things work after all of the crap that Jay-Z put her through. Um, You know, the chorus, she says... Because you and me can move a mountain. You and me could calm a war down. You and me could make it rain now. You and me could stop this love drought. Um, So it really, it really does seem like this song is where things switch. Where it's like, okay, this happened, but you know what? Let's try to make it work. You know, this family, yada, yada, yada. Um... And it's a great song as far as production. You know, the production on every single song is out of this world. It's great. Um, so many different styles, but yet the, the whole, the story, when the music may not necessarily flow because of the different styles, the story flows. The story keeps the album moving. Um and the next song after Love Drought is probably, no, not probably, it is my favorite song off of the album. It's called Sandcastles. And it is a complete ballad. Um, just vocals and, you know, pianos. And that already takes me away. But when you, the lyrics are just, the lyrics are crazy. So let, let me just read this. We built sandcastles that washed away. I made you cry when I walked away. And although I promised that I couldn't stay, every promise don't work out that way. And so, you know, this was just the reality that, yo, our marriage has been tested, you know, through Jay-Z messing around. Um, And, you know... We made promises and I promised, you know, basically said like, yo, I can't, I can't do this. Um, or maybe even like, you know, I promised that if this ever happened, that I'm out of here, I'm saying sorry and I'm bouncing on to the next thing. But, you know, things are harder than that, you know, when you're actually faced with something like that and, this was another song where the visual really puts it in perspective. There were no men in the entire visual until, um, I think actually it started with the daddy's song, but Jay-Z appears in this song, um, in the visual for this song. 
And it shows, you know, there was a lot of interesting things happening in the song. He's wearing his ring. She's not wearing hers. Um, You know, they're embracing each other for most of the song. And it's very solemn. Um, And so, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like this promise, the word promise keeps getting thrown around in the song. And, you know, Beyonce saying, look, we both broke our promises. You promised you would never do this. I promised that if you did, I would I would leave. But every promise doesn't work out that way. They've got a family and we need to work this out. Yada, yada. Um, relationships can, you know, get stronger even when stuff like this happens. Beyonce vocally is at a 12 out of 10 on this. You know, you can hear the emotion in her, in her voice when she's singing. Like the passion, the anger, you know, the sadness. It's all there. This is one of the best sung songs I've ever heard from her. It's And it's just great. Um, so after Sandcastles is a song, it's really like an interlude. It's called Forward. It's the shortest song on the album, and it's pretty much just James Blake, and Beyonce kind of comes in toward the end and harmonizes with him. Um, But the song is just that. Forward. They're moving forward. After all of this that happened, we're going to step forward and, you know, try to move past all of this. James Blake is fantastic. has a great voice, and it was a great interlude to just hear him and then hear her come in with him. And... You know, the last like line of it is, go back to your sleep in your favorite spot just next to me, forward. Um, the way Beyonce weaves the story for us, which, you know, the entire time we're left like, yo, could this be about her mother and her father instead of her and Jay-Z? Which was really a reach because we didn't want to believe that this was happening to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, you know what it is. Like, for us, Jay-Z and Beyonce are basically royalty. Like, they're the power couple and here Beyonce is like look we have problems too look what happened um an interesting thing that's left with this is what this does to Jay-Z's um legacy and I mean he did that to himself but you know I would just be interested to you know hear what the conversation was like about how this um transitioned from their private matter to something that was aired on HBO like you know and you know you know I was laughing with um, my fiance when we were watching this like you know I bet you know they're off in like a Ibiza right now just laughing like oh look at all this money we're about to make you know it probably came down to look like I Beyonce saying look I got to keep it real with my fans this is a huge thing that was going on with us over the past year or so um, and I'm going to make an album about it. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to put this out there and you just got to be okay with it. That's, that's the only way I, that's what I see that happened. Um, but anyway, they moved forward. The next song is an anthem for real. It's called Freedom and it was produced by Just Blaze who makes some of, and has made some of the you know, most anthemic songs in hip-hop. Like, he knows how to make big songs. And this is a big song. It's called Freedom, and it was um, 
um, Kendrick Lamar is in it. But the visual album, um, it shows the mothers of like Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, um, and everything, and they're holding pictures of their sons. And this is a huge like, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, African American anthem that Beyonce's doing, and it's dedicated to the voices of women. Um, and it's you know it's interesting that Kendrick is featured on it, and it fits because you know his last album um, spoke specifically about black empowerment, um, and he had his own anthem from that album called "All Right." So you know it's only right that Kendrick was on Beyonce's um, song. So you know when like Kendrick had "All Right," um, and then he did that huge. Uh, performance at the Grammys, I believe it was the Grammys, um, where, you know, he was in chains and everything. Beyonce did Formation. She did the huge performance where, you know, the Black Panthers and everything, and everybody was saying, yo, Kendrick and Beyonce, like, they're they're out here fighting for this. They need to, and they made a song, and then they did. And it is a combination of the efforts that they have been putting through thematically in their music. Um, and it's a huge song. The chorus itself is freedom, freedom. I can't move. Freedom, cut me loose. Freedom, freedom, where are you? Because I need freedom too. I break chains all by myself. Won't let my freedom rot in hell. I'ma keep running because a winner don't quit on themselves. It's a huge song. You know, Just Blaze really killed it. It's a song that you can you can run to. It's a song that you can turn up to. It's a song that you can feel empowered by. Um, and you know, it still fits the theme because, you know, it even speaks to the freedom that Beyonce has in herself to do what she wants to do, to make the decisions that she wants, you know, with their relationship and to move forward. Um, so then after freedom, the next song, um, second to last song is all night. Um, now this song is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, medium tempo, um, but it's another ballad, um, and it's got a nice groove to it. And this one is basically, you know, it's like, look, love is something, true love is something that, you know, isn't threatened is a thing that she says, um, in the song, um, you know, true love's the greatest weapon to win the war caused by pain. Every diamond has imperfections. Uh, nothing real can be threatened. True love breathes salvation back into me. Basically, you know, this song was like, look, everything that we went through, um, love really kept us going and, you know, made us determined to keep going, made me determined not to let this go and for me to forgive and to move past. Um... The chorus shows Beyonce sampling Spadiati Dapalicious um, by Outkast for the second time. Like those horns, she sampled those horns in the Flawless remix with Nicki Minaj and she sampled them again in this song. Um, but yeah, this song was a, a great penultimate track of Lemonade. You know, it really was like a clo- closure to the journey, the whole journey that she she set out for us and she like led us into and you know the feelings you know it ended with look 
we we got love. And, you know, part of the pre-course is, you know, there's so many people I know that are just trying to touch you, kiss up and rub up and fill up on you. Um, I'll give you some time to prove that I can trust you again and maybe I'll kiss up and rub up and fill up on you. Like it's, you know, it's a healing process. Love is a healing process. Um, and, you know, she's showing that, you know, they're going to build trust back up. And because they love each other, they're going to work through this. You know, it's, it's so crazy that this is something that I, got, wouldn't, I would never have guessed that Beyonce would choose to publicize, you know, this entire thing. But, you know, at the same time, it, it really makes sense. Um, and so Diplo helped produce this song and then it leads into Formation, which from the story perspective makes sense why it, it was the end of the song. Um, but this is a, another Black Power anthem. It's a fitting song to end the album with. Um, you know, Beyonce has become, you know, it's it's been very interesting to see how far she's come. You know, she's clearly, you know, at the top, she's making her own decisions and the best decisions with her music. The album release format is dead. <laughs> like, she released her last album out of the blue on, like, December 13th. No single. She released this album through HBO, an album that really details <clears throat> details one of the most personal times in her life. Um... And, you know, Beyonce came out on top at the end of it. You know, like I said, she gave a voice to a storyline that is so prevalent and that everybody can relate to. And the fact that she went through it made the message even stronger. That, look, I'm Beyonce. You all idolize me. That's, that's not what she's saying, but I mean, this is true. You all idolize me, but at the same time, in my personal life, I'm going through all of this. My my husband cheated on me. I mean, this is, we can make that assumption from what she's given us. My husband cheated on me. You know, I thought about leaving, thought about getting out of there saying, F this, man. But we got love. And at the same time, you know, you know, I'm going to give you the opportunity to let me trust you. And we're going to move past this. And I'm strong enough to be okay with that. I'm strong enough in my self-worth to know that that doesn't take anything away from me by doing that. Um, the ultimate, the ultimate women empowerment album. This is, Beyonce took everything to the next level. And you know, this is the type of album, you know, we were having the conversation, um when formation dropped where it was like white people didn't really know, you know, how to appreciate it. Um, because, you know, formation wasn't a song for white people. It's a song for black women. Um, 
And so it's just something that, you know, the white people need to realize this isn't for you. You can listen to it. You can like it. You can appreciate it. But you need to understand that it's not for you. Like this space was not for you. And this album is something that men, white or black, need to realize is not for you. You can appreciate it. You can like it. You can, you know, sing the lyrics. But at the same time, you need to realize that this song is for women. And definitely black women. And, you know, Beyonce did a great job of getting that across. Um, She did it to us again. She's at the top, top of the game. Nobody's doing it like Beyonce. She gave us a fantastic album. The production is great her vocals are great she's telling such an intricate story and then she visualized that story in a way that we could see it you know through these this hour-long special and she did all of this without us even knowing it was happening um you know what it is Beyonce is the greatest she really is and I'm excited to see what her next move is um I'm excited to see what their next move is. Um, but yeah, that that is Lemonade. When life <laughs> gave her lemons, she made Lemonade. Um, the title makes so much sense. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I have. That's the end of the Dig Deeper segment. Um, I, I needed like half an hour just to talk about this album. You know, it... I didn't really want to go into the gossip portion of it too much. You know, there's a portion where everybody's like, who did Jay-Z cheat on her with? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because no matter who it is, they're not Beyonce. So he messed up regardless. Um, but at the same time, I'm glad that I'm glad that we didn't see that. I'm glad that Beyonce wasn't announcing her divorce on HBO. I'm glad that she was telling us a story and that story inevitably had a, I won't say happy, but it didn't have a sour ending. Like it showed that, you know, they were working on things just like everybody's working on things, just like God is working on all of us. Shout out to Jesus and Mero. Um, So yeah, fantastic project, fantastic artist in Beyonce. Um, that's all I got. I thank you all for listening, um, through the Prince tribute, um, this Beyonce review. Um, I'll be back next week. You know what it is. Views from the six drops on Friday. So I will be back with an episode next week to discuss that album. Um, thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You know what it is. All the links will be in the description. I will see you all next week. Peace. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.